welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, I'll be chatting with the lovely Helen, who sprinkled her pixie dust at Disney's Magic Kingdom and Disney's Epcot. So, hi, Helen. Hi, Bradley. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you for coming. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How's, how's it going with you? I mean... I, mean, I think we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Like, it looks like we're going to... It looks like we're literally about to enter another lockdown today. Whenever this comes out, who knows where we'll be. But, um, but yeah, we've got to, keep it, got to keep it magical, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we don't have too long on these podcasts, Helen, so I'm going to say let's get cracking. Yep, sounds good. Let's do it. So you have done a summer programme and a CRP. So let's start with your inspiration for applying for the summer programme. Yeah, so I kind of started when I was in school. I used to, I'm a bit of a Disney Parks nerd and uh, I used to like watch all the vlogs, you know, about Disney college programs, that sort of thing. I was like, oh, I'd like to do this, but I live in the UK, I live in Scotland. It's impossible. So I started searching like, how do you work for Disney from the UK? I feel like everyone's got a very similar story. I must have been about 15 or 16 at the time. And I came across some vlogs about the CRP and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that one day. And then I found out about the summer college program. I was like, right, I'm going to do that as soon as I can. When I get to university, I'm going to apply for it. I wanted to apply was when I was in first year, but I was only 17 and you had to be 18 at the time. So, and then they changed the, the visa rules anyway. So you had to have uh, completed, I think, like at least a semester yeah. before you applied anyway. So um, I applied in my second year and went out in between my second and third year of uni which was which was really good I really amazing enjoyed it. and and do you remember when you got that email how you felt and where you were yeah <laughs> uh, you know how the tensions are like when you're waiting for those oh don't the worst <laughs> the, the worst anxiety you can ever have in your life is from waiting for that email yeah I've never felt like anything like it really I mean I'd, <laughs> I'd only done like wee jobs like you know Saturday jobs summer jobs and stuff um, so I had never really felt like the anticipation of a job email before um, and I was working at a shoe shop um, over the Christmas period and I just remember seeing in my inbox when I was like um, in the stockroom probably you know doing my job <laughs> sorry Clarks I probably thought <laughs> I was checking my phone um, and I saw congratulations like you know Disney International programs congratulations and I literally dropped my phone ran to my manager and I was like I got the job I got the job I'm going to Disney in the summer and she's like what's the job what did you get and I was like I haven't opened the email because I I know I need to, to be out at work and I I, I was like overwhelmed she's like go and take she's like take a 15 minute break and go Aww. and read the email call your family so that's that's how I found out it was amazing amazing yeah. and then to jump into the position side of things so you've done two programs let's talk about as we're talking about the summer program let's um start with the summer program um you obviously with with the summer programs you get to choose or like select a certain like hierarchy as such or like a ranking of what positions you want to work in what positions did you want to work in and what did you end up working in Helen? Yeah, so um, there's like a bunch of different positions. Um, I remember you ranked them, like some that you didn't want to do at all, some that you did. I did not want to do housekeeping and I did not want to be a lifeguard just because I can't imagine like doing so many bedrooms all at once. Like hats off to anyone that did housekeeping, honestly you're amazing and lifeguard I'm not the strongest swimmer I was I was like no I'm not gonna do that and so my top three positions you're probably gonna be like what when you find out (laughs) my top three positions I remember I really wanted to do main entrance operations so I put operations down which could have included attractions as well 
Um, I think everyone wants to do character attendant, right? So yeah, I put character attendant. And my third top choice was actually custodial. And everyone, oh. no, everyone's like, what when, when I say that? But it's because like I'd been in the parks before, like on holiday with my family, and they get to walk around and talk to guests all day and make magic for guests while doing their cleaning duties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's a part of the job, but... They're literally guest relations with a sweep, if you think about it. And I, I, I was just like, I'd like, I'd like the freedom of that. I'd like to go and talk yeah. to to guests so I put it as one of my top choices and obviously because nobody ever wants to do custodial I ended up in the role so uh, it kind of worked out for me um I guess it's, in that regard. it's interesting I, I will say that I, just before we started and I did stop you because I wanted to talk about this in the podcast but I said to you like I'm sh- like that's one of those positions that people think oh like oh my God, you might almost get like sympathy like yeah, people no, are like, like everyone's like oh that must have sucked and I was, I'd be like no I loved it <laughs> so I do I have a few questions about it because I've only had one other person on this podcast and I think that was very early days where I was just like I don't know what to ask but now I'm like in the in the confessionist mood I'm like I'm like I've got a few questions so first thing I want to ask about custodial is are you just uh, like are there about ba- like invisible boundaries of where you're allowed to move like around um so it might have changed since then because it was 2016 I know they have like a new system in place called d clean um which is I don't know if you ever when you were backstage you'd hear like the little phones go off when um custodial were yeah I know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) um but um we had radios at this point and we'd be assigned um when we were working we'd be assigned an area I worked in Tomorrowland mostly I was Magic Kingdom East I could work in Fantasyland as well I only did like two shifts there but um we'd be assigned an area so at the time it was I think Speedway was one area Space Mountain was another area and like Buzz Lightyear type area was another um and you'd be assigned like sweeper trasher one or trasher two um and because we're in all whites custodial are in a costume that is a universal costume you can wear it anywhere on property I guess so you could walk anywhere in the park whereas in Magic Kingdom you're obviously you're only allowed to stay in your area usually like someone in Adventureland wouldn't be seen in Fantasyland it just that's like Epcot as well like you're not allowed to go I think there's two countries you're allowed to go ahead Yeah. yeah Um, whereas um, what was great about Custodial was I could really wander anywhere in the park and it wouldn't look like I wasn't meant to be there. Like if I knew there was a wee kid that wanted to get somewhere um, with their family, I could take them there rather than just point them in the direction, which was amazing. I did really like that. Yeah, definitely. And when it comes to the actual job role, what was your like role rotation like with with um, Custodial? Yeah, so I'd kind of touched on it there. Um, if you were in streets, you'd either be in streets or restrooms. <laughs> um, so if you were in streets at the time in 2016, um, in Magic Kingdom anyway, it might have been different in other places, but um, you would be assigned either sweeper, which kind of says everything <laughs> in the title. You'd have your pan and broom and you'd just be going around picking up litter, sweeping it up um, as you saw it. But that also meant you'd go out for all the code calls that you'd get over um your radio so you'd have your code v oh code v i hate (laughs) Um, i don't know i don't know if people would know what all of these are but like code v is like vomit (laughs) um unfortunately as a custodian you had to deal with that but it actually wasn't too bad and then you'd have too positive i would have been like (laughs) oh sorry i think my radio was broken like i can't i can't i can't (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it, it wasn't. I was really nervous about it, like when I first started. But you never, ever, ever touched it. You know what Disney is like when it comes to safety. Yeah. It counts as it counts because it's like a. It, well, I can't remember. It's the same as like blood. Like you're obviously not allowed to touch blood, but yeah. they count it as that, don't they? Because I remember there was yeah, a few because you can get obviously illness from yeah. it. Yeah, it could spread. So you never touch it. They teach you. Tra- they train you with all their special equipment on how to deal with it, and it really wasn't too bad. Um, you also had to do all the trash, um, um, which I sometimes struggled with because at the time I was really, really puny and not very strong and you'd be pushing massive carts of um, trash everywhere. So you'd have Trasher 1 and Trasher 2. So Trasher 1, um, what what was designated to Trasher 1 was called hot cans. So what that meant was they tended to be uh, the, the, the bins that got filled quickest if that makes sense so you'd be going around maybe four or five of the same uh trash cans in the area all day or how forever how long you're on that rotation for and then trasher two would have more cans to do but they tend to be the less busier trash cans so that's what trasher two would do and then if you weren't on streets so you'd be assigned streets um it would be on your schedule before you went into work if you were streets or restrooms if you weren't on streets you were on restrooms all day um and i guess it kind of it's in the name <laughs> it's in the name yeah I didn't I didn't love restrooms that much I much preferred to be out on streets and unfortunately I was on restrooms quite a lot if you're a CP you kind of just get given what you're given you don't yeah. really get to choose um but some restroom shifts I really enjoyed you kind of had the freedom to do like see if if your restroom was pretty clean like most of the time you could stand outside and talk to people just making sure that everything was clean inside but um, I did much prefer being on streets. I'm also thinking about like the geography of Tomorrowland and I'm like there's when it comes to you've obviously got the restroom by uh, like behind Buzz which is quite a quiet in like out of the way restroom whereas if you're like in I don't know like in like com- yeah Space Mountain or like coming off main like but I'm thinking like coming off Main Street like, oh, yeah. like the restrooms there must be an absolute nightmare to clean yeah my friend worked um on main street bethany and um you would just hear on the because we had all of magic kingdom custodial on one like radio system right. and you just hear the calls constantly for uh, main street i will say like i had some restrooms i this sounds so mad but i had some restrooms that i loved and uh some restrooms <laughs> that i hated like um my friends will say like if, if I ever walked past um a restroom like on my CRP in Magic Kingdom I'd be like go to that one don't go to this one yeah <laughs> like, I knew where the good clean ones were or the ones that weren't weren't so busy like Star Traders restroom any CP that worked at Star Traders will know it is the worst restroom I think probably in Tomorrowland it's just so small it's constantly busy and it seems to be the guests there aren't, aren't um, always the friendliest. So, yeah. Um, Space Mountain restrooms are actually great because they're so big. Loads of, loads of space. Amazing. I, I can talk about restrooms. That's <laughs> what you want to talk about. <laughs> I love it. I've not, had, I've not had a new restroom chat on this podcast yet, so I'm enjoying there it. There you go. Some toilet talk for you. <laughs> <laughs> to move on from the toilet talk, obviously you then did a CRP. So what was the reason for applying for the CRP? What gave you that inspiration after your college program, uh, summer program? Yeah, so <laughs> interestingly, after the summer program, I was like, right, I've done my Disney now. I'm not going to do the CRP. I, I was like, I'm going to leave uni. I'm going to do the graduate schemes. I'm going to do a real job. But 
you know what it's like when you come home from Disney you're like I can't I can't not go back I have to at least like give it a go like apply and I'd heard about CRP before I'd heard about um, the summer program anyway and the one that I'd actually looked into was the historical research center because I kind of knew at school I was like I really enjoy history I'm gonna study history the historical research center looks like it fits on your cv whether it does actually have anything to do with your degree um that's um questionable we all know we all know employers look at cvs for 15 seconds (laughs) so as long as it's got the word history in it it's all good yeah exactly so i was like i'm going to apply for the historical research center because i want to work for disney and i want to work there for at least a year and the great thing about the hrc was we got to work for 15 months and Um, I think the one thing I was like, I really don't want to be out there for more than one Christmas and more more than one New Year. Um, And of course, I got two Christmases out there and two New Year's. But actually, I was so thankful for it because Christmas time, you I don't know you probably agree one of the best times to be at if not the best like and it's it's such a hard time working in the UK like as people that live and work in the UK to get the time off to go there um it's just so hard so to have the opportunity to literally have it on your doorstep is just insane yeah so that's kind of what inspired me after after the summer program I went back to uni did all my uni stuff start of my last year of uni I saw applications went up I was like, I was, I was like, oh, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And then one night at like one in the morning, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put in an application and see if I get it, I get it. And if I don't, I, I don't. And I ended up getting it. I felt really lucky because I know how hard people work to get that program. And yeah. I promise if you're listening, keep trying because I know people out there who have applied like seven, eight times and yeah. finally got out there. <clears throat> I don't know what happened, how they chose me. I just felt very lucky to get to do it. So, and and to sum up your um, HRC program, uh, we've had a few HRC people on here, but generally speaking, did you, I'm guessing you enjoyed the program, but um, yeah. how, how would you summarise your experience on the HRC in comparison to your um, summer program? Yeah, I mean, it was completely different, totally different job role. Um, I felt more like a family in HRC, whereas as a custodian, I kind of felt, not like I felt like a number because... I, I worked with people and I loved them and they were my pals but there were so many custodians everywhere that you couldn't get to know everyone obviously whereas yeah. in HRC at any one time there is about five to eight of us on the team right. and you're working together constantly and you become a family so I think that's that sums up my HRC program is that you're working with a family, but it's not, you're not just working with HRC, you're working with other people in merchandise. You meet everyone that's working in the pavilion um, on the merchandise side, anyway, at least. I mean, I got on with food and beverage, no problem. I was out on night site and everything. Um, but merchandise side, they get to rotate um, all throughout the day. So they'll be in one shop for two hours, another shop for the next two hours. And you are in one location. Whereas in, we're in one location. So it was kind of nice. We got to see different faces every few hours and obviously we're doing our job, but like it, there are quiet times where you can talk to other cast Definitely. members. So I thought, I think that was what was so good about HRC is we kind of get to see other people all throughout the day, whereas they'd be in one location um, on their own if they're on the other side of the street um, all day. But yeah it, it, was, it was totally different we I, we didn't get to make magic in the same way but we find our own ways to make magic if of that course. makes sense i have to ask as well what's your opinions on the uk pavilion restrooms <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question I have to ask. Um, 
you know what I like hardly ever use them because obviously we had our like backstage <laughs> restrooms but um they're fine <laughs> they, they were great they're, they're they're big they're big restrooms I mean there were a few times that I did call out to custodial to be like come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know you can do better than this I've done it you can do it too but I think what what made me appreciate as being a custodian before I'd always say thank you to custodians who are working because a lot of the time they kind of go unnoticed they're just kind of there and people yeah but if there weren't custodians the park would be a mess like yeah. let me just say it, the park would be a hot mess so I think if anyone's listening if you ever go to a Disney park or a theme park or anywhere in general and you see someone cleaning, just say thank you because it really does make, like whenever I got thanked, it made my day because yeah. I always felt like people don't notice. So yeah, that's that's one thing I'd say about it. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Obviously housing is a huge part of the program as well, Helen. Always at this point, RIP Disney housing, gone but never no. forgotten. Um, but what, uh, what housing complexes did you live in on your programs? Yeah, so my first summer program, I was in Chatham Square. I was in a four bed, eight person house. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was lucky I shared a room with my friend Amy. Uh, she was also from Scotland, but um, the other girls were all from Hong Kong. And when we first arrived, we were re- really stressed about it because it seemed everyone on the program was with people from the UK. Um, but it was actually amazing to get to meet people from somewhere yeah. I'd never been in my life. So that was amazing. And then um, on my second program, I ended up in Patterson. Uh, Patterson. Ended up in, does that mean you didn't want to be in Patterson? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound like I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't really have a huge preference where I lived on my second program because I, I I knew that Vista would be great. I knew that Chatham would be great. I knew that all of them would be fine because you kind of hear horror stories about some of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was in Patterson. Um, a girl from Northern Ireland lived with me in my room and we're actually like best friends now so and that that turned out really well but we had people from all over move in move out so yeah it was it was really great and your general like idea of living in America would you say that you enjoyed living in America as a citizen uh yeah so I think um the CRP is not obviously not real American life obviously you're kind of living in these dorms and you're very lucky you've got transport and everything (laughs) ready for you but I would go out and do it again in a heartbeat the people out there that I met in general were very friendly obviously you're gonna meet some some bad eggs I'm sure but um I felt very lucky to be out there with uh, amazing people and living the lifestyle there's nothing quite like it I mean you could be up at three in the morning four in the morning be hungry and go out and get food with your friends if you really want right. to go get drinks you can't like I feel like especially up where I live in the highlands of Scotland you cannot do that <laughs> so and having your friends at your doorstep like just you know text them do you want to do something but I and guess like, and like your friends that literally have everything in common with you that you live with that you work with like literally on your doorstep like it's literally is... insane like I've never met people more like me in my life than right? when I've done a Disney program like it's, it's insane it's like they they have this like psychological test to, to work at Disney you all must like the same things or whatever exactly they know what they're doing when they hire us that's for sure (laughs) Uh, uh, guest experience is a huge part of the program uh Helen are there any guest experiences that really stand out to you yeah there are obviously like a few because 
you know, you try and make a bit of magic for guests and you want to get to know the guests. Sometimes it's their first time talking to someone from your country. Like they don't know anything. A lot of Americans don't leave America. They don't need to. It's such a big country. Exactly. one family in particular like always stuck out to me so there's a sweet boy his name's Tucker Uh, I'll never forget him and they were at our book of names in HRC they look through names to find out if we've got their family history Um, and the dad goes oh she's from Scotland Tucker ask her a question turns out the wee boy was learning about Scottish Christmas tradition so this was around Christmas time my first Christmas out there and so I told them all about like Kaylee dancing and that sort of thing our Hogmanay New Year's traditions and um I did like a dance with him. I showed them how to do it. And the family were like filming this. They like totally were into it. The shop was pretty quiet because thankfully no one was around to see my uh, two left feet dancing, but that was fine. <laughs> um, and the wee boy was so cute. He was totally loving it. And uh, at the time, do you know about, you know about Christopher Robin's bedroom, right? Yes. Like in the yeah, yeah. At the time, Winnie the Pooh didn't meet there. It was like a cast member only special meeting place. Um, so I was like, do you guys want to um, go somewhere really special? Only like really special guests get to see here. And they were like, yeah, yeah. So I took them into Christopher Rowan's bedroom and the, the parents were like crying. It was, it was so special. Um, took pictures there and everything. And then the following year, um, they came back. The family came back. They had like... Um, gifts for me and <gasps> they just wanted to, they didn't know I was going to be there because obviously a lot of the time we we're only there for a year you don't yeah. I was so lucky that I was there for 15 months they came back um they had like gifts and it was amazing they were like you made our Christmas y- y- last year and we were so happy to be able to find you this year so we just wanted to say thank you they gave <sighs> me like <clears throat> a pin of um, an Alabama sports team because they're from Alabama and like some sweeties and stuff and it was so nice and they they sent me a letter um from guest relations as well and I've got that laminated wow. just to keep and I'll never forget that family because no. it was just that it's moments like that working for Disney is so worth it yeah um, and 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 they're the things that you literally don't get anywhere else in the world like Disney yeah. provides that magic for us as cast members as well yeah exactly so I'll never I'll never forget that moment it's such a so as it probably seems so small to just like talk about our our home life but to them it's huge they, they've never visited the country so exactly. they really enjoy it. and to know that you've made that impact on someone's holiday while they're out there it's massive you're just talking about your life you know yeah, exactly. it, was, it was amazing so and yeah when they came in we all kind of like sobbed and stuff it was just so nice it was so nice <laughs> I love yeah. it uh, aside from the guests as well was there a highlight of one of your programs something that you did that really stands out there's so many highlights I know there? I'm sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> um I think getting to visit places that you wouldn't normally go and visit when you're in Florida is amazing because you've got that chance to do that I think my highlight of my whole program was going to California I'm sure lots of people say this but yeah. I managed to go out with some of my best friends and we went to Disneyland never been there before but we also got to go to D23 which <gasps> has been on my bucket list yeah has been on my bucket list for so long I was such a like Disney Parks nerd and Dick Van Dyke came on stage to announce the Mary Poppins like we were in the audience for that UK pavilion announcement of the <gasps> Mary Poppins attraction whenever that'll come out who knows I don't know but um Dick Van Dyke came out on stage and the feeling to be sitting there as a cast member from the UK pavilion was 
amazing so I think that's probably one of the highlights um just being able to do that sort Definitely. of thing while you're there. yeah Oh my I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be telling my grandkids I've seen Dick Van Dyke yeah. like, <laughs> he's, he's like a living he legend is. and to, like you said to see that while you were working with the Disney company is just <gasps> crazy yeah, amazing, yeah. Um, yeah. I, final question for you Helen if you could go to any Disney park, Disney resort cruise line, any Disney area in the world right now, where would you go and what would you do? Oh, big question, I think um, considering the year that we've just had, I would just love to walk down Main Street and, you know, take it all in. I would, doesn't matter, I wouldn't want to go on like a ride or anything, maybe the people mover just so you could uh, get a wee look, but I think just take it in, take in the ambiance, the music, the people walking about without masks and everything. This would be in a COVID-free world. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And get a Starbucks, sit on, on the grass, the hub grass, and just enjoy it and hopefully be with friends like my ideal day would be with my friends doing that and um just people watching I know that sounds kind of weird but you probably understand what it's like to go and sit and people watch and just be like this I'm here and yeah this is my life yeah do you know what worries me is the amount of people that are thinking the same thing as us right now to do that is the hub grass is going to be constantly full after oh I know and they're gonna like have to like get the rope up and be like, sorry, you can't come in. Like, like the main attraction in Magic Kingdom. Fast pass. <laughs> fast pass without grass. And probably everyone says that, right? Like everyone. So, but you know what is so true? Like just I like you obviously I'd love to go on Space Mountain or Splash or anything right now, but that's not the priority. The priority is just being there and just embracing and like taking in what we love the most, and that is the magic that Disney brings exactly it's it's just amazing there's nothing like it i don't think so there's not oh well helen i hope we can be doing that um sooner rather than later enjoying our um best days in the disney yeah. parks once again but until then <laughs> that's all we have time for i just want to say thank you so much to helen everyone Woo! thank you bradley thank you very much stories. <laughs> and this has been another episode of confessions of a disney cast member thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to this podcast follow our instagram and listen to all the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other keep spreading the magic everyone and bye for now